Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's the Saturday session here with Grant Elliott and Huckleberry in the driver's seat. Daniel McCarty, nowhere to be seen. He is edging closer and closer to his destination in France for the Rugby World Cup. Uh, but we've got a very special guest on the show. Uh, he's been on the show many times, David Choate. David, how are you? Yeah, usually a running mate. I'm well of uh, Daniel McCarty's, but uh, didn't get the gig to France. But uh, happy enough to uh, come on the show and talk about the round ball. Always good fun. Thanks, Grant. Yeah, not all of us can swan around like uh, Daniel McCarty and his extravagant lifestyle. But, um, you know, we, we love having you on the show and particularly around English Premier League, which kicked off. We're into game four for a lot of the teams. And uh, it's great to be able to get your expert advice here because I look at the table and I see my team Everton at 19th out of 20th. So first of all, let me selfishly ask, how are Everton looking for the season? Yeah, I don't know if it's going to get much better for Everton. I am fearful for Everton. They um, battled through an escaped relegation last year, but uh, yeah. this season, in three starts, they're minus six in terms of goal difference, and they look like a side that's uh, in for a fight. Um, I suspect you'll spend most of your season looking towards the bottom end of the table to find Everton. Um, they'll be fighting it out, I think, for... Uh, survival again unfortunately because they're a big club big famous club from uh, the blue side of Liverpool um, they are in for a, a long haul long-suffering fans I think and you might be one of them Grant yeah no long-suffering normally we used to look to the mid table now we're looking to the bottom of the table so hopefully that won't be the case hopefully there will be some uh, a, a revival from Everton but it's not looking hopeful but let, let's look at the the teams that are gelling early on in this comp is there anyone that you think, um, you know, does look hopeful for those top three? Obviously, Manchester City being uh, a big one. Arsenal, um, oh, yeah. they had a bit of a choke last season, but how are they both looking? Yeah, clearly they'll be there or thereabouts. Um, just a shout-out to West Ham fans, because we might not get another chance. They're top of the league, West Ham fans. <laughs> uh, four games in, they played this morning. So they want to take a screenshot of that league table where they sit above Man City, above Tottenham and above Liverpool in the top four. Um, not sure that'll be the case come end of season, but for now, West Ham are flying. They got a win this morning at that uh, lovely little ground, Kenilworth Road, Luton. Do you know any Luton fans? I don't know many. I ran into a couple actually over a beer last weekend. One Charlie Hickman, one Bob Roach. So there's two fans in Wellington I know of, least of Luton fans. Uh, they sit bottom of the table when they lost this morning 2-1 to West Ham. But in terms of threatening for the title, I think you'll be looking at the, the usual suspects. Man City, favourites for me, and rightly so. Arsenal have added some players of Declan Rice, most notably, into their midfield of the England midfielder. So they could go uh, a bit further this time because they fell over with about four or five weeks to go last season, Arsenal. So they'll hope to go a bit better than that. I think they can. And then it's the likes of... Uh, Liverpool, and I think Man United will be there and thereabouts come the end of the season. Spurs, um, 
and then the wild cards, I suppose, are the likes of the Brightons, uh, the Newcastles, who did so well last year. But uh, I think you'll find normal service will resume at the top of the table with Man City, uh, likely to be uh, the one that everyone's going to be chasing. I always think back to that season where Leicester won it, and they were 5,000 to 1. And I listen to your predictions now, and I think, you know, no one would have ever predicted that. So, I mean, is football... Uh, it it seems to be a sport that is quite predictable when you're looking at the top teams. Yeah, look, uh, nine seasons out of ten, you can probably put a, a ring around six sides chasing the, 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 the title. And as you say, that Leicester uh, season was a fantastic one. I think I can go back to Blackburn Rovers um, having a fantastic year many years before that. But it's sort of a one-in-a-ten-year opportunity. If you're looking for wildcards, Brighton um, have been fabulous in terms of the football they play. They've got a good manager and a good side. Um, they could be a wild card, I guess. But in terms of um, the likely outcome, you've got, you, you'd go far to go past Man City. I think they got back into the transfer race, signed another striker. Uh, the deadline closed on Friday. Um, they've just got so much riches. The challenge for those sides, though, is, Grant, that they play in Europe and they get a congested calendar late in the season. So it does give an opportunity for some of those sides that are outside of Europe uh, to maybe make a bit of a run at it. I haven't mentioned my Chelsea either, by the way, but I'm doing that deliberately. <laughs> well, you can. I mean, well, then let's look at the, the, the biggest trans- transfers that have happened during the season. I mean, that's surely got to show intent from teams that want to make a difference to uh, their standings in the tables and maybe shake up the, the, the mixture of or the, the style that they're playing. What are the, some of the biggest transfers that you've seen or significant transfers? Well, the, the Declan Rice one uh, for Arsenal adds sort of depth to their midfield as they, they'll push on and become a, a side that uh, wants to stay in the top group. So, so I think that's a massive signing. There were late signings overnight. Liverpool went back into the market, got uh, Ryan Gravenberch, the Dutch international from Bayern Munich, for about $40 million, which strengthens their midfield. So I think that tells you everything about their intent. Um, there was a great signing, I think, for Man United in midfield overnight as well. Amrabat, um, the Moroccan international who did so well at the World Cup, uh, Morocco, they were fabulous. Um, he signed from Florentina, which strengthens up them. So the signings at the top of the table are, are the kind of signings that may not be marquee, um, but they will be the kind of um, signings that just strengthen sides and give them a little bit of uh, a little bit of. Uh, cover, I think, as the, as, the, as the fixture list gets very congested. The other one that was notable overnight, 53 million Nunez, who was talked about a long time from Wolves, going to Man City again, just adds further debt. And the other team that I'm interested in, and, and um, it's got a bit of an interest if you think about this side of the world, Ange Postacoglu taking over at Spurs. There's a bit of a love affair with Ange Postacoglu amongst some Spurs supporters, and they got into the transfer market with Brennan Johnson uh, signing from Forest for about $45 million. So good signings sort of all round. Sides that are challenging for the top have gone for sort of depth. Uh, those who want to survive have sort of signed the odd sort of big name to try and keep them in the, in, the, in the big league. And for Chelsea, they've spent the most of the lot, but they keep on signing kids. They sign young players on long contracts, and that seems to be the way that uh, the new management are going at Chelsea. Going for, I think the other day when they played uh, West Ham, they had eight players younger than West Ham's youngest player. So it was a very young Chelsea side. They've got young players and they're signing them on long contracts. Yeah, well, that's, that's not a bad theory if you don't think that you're going to be in the top sort of five. But 
you, you're looking for longevity. I'm guessing that if they can keep those players for, for those long-term contracts, hopefully they gel and you have a nucleus of a team. That seems like quite a sound uh, strategy. Yeah, well, there's a, uh, a byline running at Chelsea that it's a project. So that suggests to me that they're sort of two or three seasons away from probably having yeah. a side that they think can, can uh, challenge for the title. So it seems to be project talk. So in two or three years' time, maybe this Chelsea side can... Uh, can kick on and become a top side once again as they were under the Roman Abramovich uh, era. But uh, for now, they are signing young players and there is uh, a revolving door at Chelsea. hudson Adoy, their young player, went out the door. Um, he joined uh, Nottingham Forest overnight, one of those signings to try and keep Forest alive. Um, but yeah, there's a real uh, player merry-go-round going on at Chelsea at the moment as part of a project to rebuild. Oh, David, thank you so much for, for joining the show. We love having you on here, getting your insight. Um, and I'm really sorry to hear about uh, my team, Everton, but it, it does sound like at least Chelsea are being proactive and we'll see in two to three years' time whether someone loses their job and they're not that dominant. But <laughs> it, it's, uh, it, it will be fascinating to see uh, who's at the top of the table and to get your views um, as we move through the season. Thank you so much. Yeah, and I love talking to Ramble. Thanks, Grant. Cheers, David. That was David Choate on uh, English Premier League. Uh, great hearing his views and his love for, for Chelsea. And uh, the, I guess uh, a little bit of uh, worrying signs for my team, Everton. We'll see you after the break.